Each child has been a gift. The first two practically saved me after my brother died. The third one was only three months old when my mother died. She was the hit at the Shiva house. And the fourth one came along a little over a year after mom died. Their births helped to heal my heart from the losses I had endured. Hi there, I'm Rosie, and welcome to my podcast, What Does Your Family Look Like? If you are a first-time listener, I welcome you. And if you are a returning listener, then I am so happy you're back. Today's episode is about our grandchildren and how they try to make sense of their world. Being a stepfamily doesn't stop at one generation, but continues on to the next. For those of you who have your own children, grandchildren are a wonderful dividend and an extension of you. For me, grandchildren are a clean slate. They came into the world not knowing I arrived a little late on the scene. The acceptance was immediate. Questions would come much later, and understandably so. When I heard my daughter-in-law, who lives locally, was pregnant with her first, my brother had just died. My other daughter-in-law also became pregnant a couple of months later. I was hoping this wonderful news of two new additions to the family would help me with the loss, but not until I started caretaking our newest addition did the pain start to ease. The thought of being a grandmother thrilled me and also unearthed other insecurities. What would my role be since I'm the third grandmother, the non-biological one? I know I didn't want to be a step-grandmother, but I didn't want to be presumptuous at the same time. Could I be so bold as to expect grandmotherhood even though I didn't give birth to either parent? Did I deserve it? Am I crossing a boundary? Am I a fraud? No one could answer these questions. I would have to see how things played out. As my daughter-in-law's maternity leave was coming to a close, they had to figure out childcare. We eagerly offered to help. In the beginning, we had our granddaughter two days a week and eventually three days. I soon realized that I could indeed shed the step from grandmother. The love I had for her and the other three came the moment I held them. The baby years I missed out on from not having my own children were now here in front of me, and I wasn't going to squander it, not for a second. Our babysitting days were Wednesday through Friday, and they became my favorite days of the week. The feedings, the changing of diapers, staring at her endlessly— All of these were cherished moments. So we have four grands, two who live near us and two who live out of town. The second grand is the only boy, and he was born about two months after the first. We rushed down to see him just after his birth. Again, love at first sight. The delight of seeing him, however, was dampened on the plane ride home when we realized that we wouldn't see him grow like the local ones. But thank God for Southwest Airlines. It's a direct flight. We fly down to see them as much as possible. 
he and his beautiful sister, who was number three. My husband and I vowed to be a vital part of their lives, as much as you can from a distance. Last but not least is number four, who is local, another adorable girl. I love these children from the bottom of my heart. They are my north, my south, my east, and my west. I feel so truly blessed with good luck. I am overwhelmed by the love I have in my heart for them and the love I receive. I make sure I am receptive as best I can to their needs, wants, and the meaning between the words they try to formulate. In short, to accept them where they are. Each child has been a gift. The first two practically saved me after my brother died. The third one was only three months old when my mother died. She was the hit at the Shiva house. And the fourth one came along a little over a year after mom died. Their births helped to heal my heart from the losses I had endured. As the children grew and became more aware, they started to ask questions, trying to make sense of their immediate world. How is it I have six grandparents? Well, they know Mommy has two parents. But why does Daddy have four? Let me explain the players. Tony is Grampy. I am Roro. Tony's ex-wife is Nana. And her husband, Papa Bear. The following story is a typical example of how kids put the elements together as best they can when left to their own devices. Our grandson said that in the beginning, Grampy was married to Nana, which was true, and I was married to Papa Bear, and then we all switched. The grandchildren rumor mill had begun. When we all found out, of course, we laughed and set them straight. He did get half of it right to his credit. So on to the more serious wanderings of children. While visiting the Grands down south, I usually took turns sleeping with the kids. This one time, when my grandson was nine, he awoke at six o'clock and turned to me and asked, So, you are my step-grandmother, right? Now I haven't even woken up. I wasn't prepared this early for such an intense question. Not intense for him, but certainly for me. Especially without the help of that first dose of caffeine. Well, my morning spirit guide was with me because I had a very real and concise reply. Yes, I am. But I feel like a regular grandmother because I couldn't love you any more if we had the same blood running through our veins. He thought for a minute. I asked if he understood what I meant. He nodded in agreement and asked if he could play with my phone while my heartbeat was trying to recover its normal rhythm. While making slime together, my oldest granddaughter, who was also nine at the time, asked me if it was okay to still call me Roro. I wasn't sure where this was going. She continued, well, you're my step-grandmother because you're dad's stepmother. Yes, that's true, I said, but I've loved you like a grandmother for nine years since the day you were born. We really are grandmother-granddaughter. It feels real to me. She thought for a moment and said, 
Yeah, I'll keep calling you Roro. And that was it. Again, I had to gather myself for a minute, and then we continued making slime like nothing happened. I don't want them to stop searching for their truths. These are the unintended consequences to which I have referred in earlier podcasts. You can't foresee these questions, nor see through their lens. Decisions made years ago creep up on you when you least expect it. Here's a sweet story from the same granddaughter at six years old when she started elementary school. It was a big change for both of us. She was expressing how we don't spend as much time together as she'd like, since she was in school full-time now. I told her, that's what happens when you start first grade. We will find the time to be together. Don't you worry. And I added, one day when you get older, you won't want to spend that much time with me, and I'll feel the same way you do now. She replied with conviction, Roro, I'm always going to want to be with you. I love you. There it is, all the assurance any grandmother needs. I've had moments like this with all of them many times. From playing a simple game of catch with my grandson, where the unspoken love between us is in the tossing of a ball, to creating artwork with his sister as she encourages me along the way, to spinning imaginative tales together with my youngest granddaughter, all rich experiences. They are the loves of my life, the illumination of my heart. I am over the moon content and delighted with what I have. I have gotten exactly what I need. The form in which it came was wrapped in a completely different package from what I imagined. But I'm damn glad I opened it and was willing to be receptive to a different journey. Please join us next Wednesday for more in-depth discussions about what families look like.